WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Thursday morning to you. Glad you're up bright and early here at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning the U.S. grounds Boeing's Max Jets. Details in one minute. We're hopping on the Trump train for the president's order on grounding those jets. Manafort and much more next on Good Morning Orlando. I think it was the right decision given that the rest of the world is doing the same thing and it's a prudent thing to be doing until we know more about what's going on. One airline passenger who's happy to hear the U.S. is grounding the Boeing 737 MAX airliner fleet for the time being. At the White House yesterday, President Trump said an emergency order is going to infect, uh, going into effect immediately and will last indefinitely. He cited two recent international crashes involving the aircraft model, calling it a terrible thing. The FAA grounding of the Boeing 737 MAX jets will be felt at Orlando International Airport. MAX 8 and MAX 9 planes fly in and out of OIA nearly 400 times each month. A total of six airlines operate MAX jets out of Orlando. Southwest, American, United, the Brazilian airline GOL, WestJet, and Air Canada. Spokeswoman Carolyn Fennell told the Orlando Sentinel it's too early to gauge the impact of the grounding on airport operations. Larry Spillman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We've been calling for the grounding of these planes here. I guess they heard us in Washington, got the job done, and we're talking about it with more details coming up on exactly why suddenly the grounding was ordered domestically, Alan. This news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A fatal crash has shut down part of East Colonial Drive this morning. Eastbound lanes are blocked just past State Road 520. The crash occurred around 2 a.m. and at least one person was killed. Classes and extracurricular activities are canceled today at Lake Mary High. The school was placed on a code red lockdown yesterday morning for what was described as an isolated incident that turned out to be the suicide of a female student. Uh, just before 8 o'clock this morning, a 17-year-old 11th grade student uh, committed suicide uh, by using of a, uh, use of a handgun. Uh, in the auditorium building on campus. In what Sheriff Dennis Lima described as a horrible, horrible tragedy, the girl had told her teacher she needed to use the restroom. A short time later, the teacher reported hearing a gunshot after the girl went to an isolated part of the auditorium. Her name was not immediately released. Even though classes are canceled, grief counselors will be available at Lake Mary High today. A former Florida congressman, cabinet official, and candidate for governor is taking on a new challenge in a new state. Fifth-generation Floridian Adam Putnam is picking up stakes and moving from Bartow to Memphis, Tennessee. The former Florida Agriculture Commissioner will become the CEO of Ducks Unlimited April 1st. Putnam has been a member of the conservation group since he was 16. He says he'll work to build a coalition of hunters, farmers, city dwellers, and scientists to protect water and wetlands for waterfowl. Putnam lost the Republican primary for governor to Ron DeSantis last year. Before that, he served five terms in the U.S. House from Polk County. 
Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. A little later in this hour, Alan will delve into the Florida file for more on Putnam's new gig as he quite literally ducks out of politics. Uh, I got it. Ducks out, yeah. Uh, Florida opens play in the SEC tournament at Nashville today, facing Arkansas. The Gators are the eighth seed, the Razorbacks are seeded ninth. Florida basketball, usually heard here on WFLA, but to make room for Rush Limbaugh, today's game will be heard on our sister station, 96.9 The Game, starting at 12.25 p.m. Since I've been here and in my 17th year, this has been the first commandment of WFLA, thou shalt not preempt Rush Limbaugh. And so let it be written, so let it be done. The Rush Hour stands. WFLA news time is 6.05. Why William H. Macy was not arrested in that college scam while his wife Felicity Huffman was. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Join us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And you're on the 50,000-watt front porch. The Budman here, my co-host Alan Spector, um, executive producer Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox will be the friendly voice you hear when you want to get on the 50,000-watt front porch and talk about whether or not you agree with what a lot of you were not agreeing with yesterday, that those planes needed to be grounded. And the president gave the order. Some of you told us, Alan, when we said we wouldn't get on one of those 737 MAX 8s, Right now, they told us to what? They told us to man up. So does President Trump now need to man up? Yeah. What about all of you who are climbing up our backs on that issue yesterday? Where are you now that the president has called for those planes to be grounded? 407-916-5400. Hit the text line is 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. Also, should the president... Pardon Paul Manafort. I've got some strong feelings on that. And we got the big vote coming up in the Senate today to vote. And I think this is how it will go against the president and disapprove of his border emergency declaration to free up funds, making an end run around Congress. Uh, he'll issue a veto. They won't be able to override. So we're going to move ahead with this, even though it will get tied up in the courts. But at any rate, we want to know what you think about all of those things as we board the Trump train in just a moment. Along with an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 6.07. Headlines now as we hop on board the Trump train. The Manhattan, New York District Attorney's Office has now filed an indictment against the president's former campaign chairman and longtime associate Paul Manafort. This comes after he was sentenced to an additional three and a half years in prison Wednesday in Washington, D.C. The former Trump campaign chair now facing five counts tied to residential mortgage fraud and conspiracy. Manafort's already been sentenced to more than seven years in federal prison for conspiracy, witness tampering, bank fraud, and more. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt Front Forge. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In a moment, I'll give you my take on whether or not the president ought to pardon Paul Manafort. He's very sympathetic to him. Uh, says he feels very sorry for him. It's a bad situation, etc. I got very strong feelings, though, as to whether or not he ought to play the pardon card. And if you'd like to weigh in and make the case for or against a pardon by Trump of Manafort, 
please let me hear from you now and give me your reasons for what you think. Uh, 407-916-5400. Go to the um, text line. Uh, it's always open, but standard message and data rates apply as you text us at 23680. So here was the big moment yesterday. The United States wound up as the only country in the world that hadn't grounded these Boeing 737 MAX 8s in the wake of the um, plane crash last weekend in Africa that killed everybody on board that came on the heels five months earlier of the crash in Indonesia that killed everybody on board. Here was the president in the White House giving the order. We're going to be issuing an emergency order of prohibition to ground all flights of the 737 MAX 8 and the 737 MAX 9. Any plane currently in the air will go to its destination and thereafter be grounded. Boeing is an incredible company. They are uh, working very, very hard right now. And hopefully they'll very quickly come up with the answer. But until they do, the planes are grounded. I was the president from the White House, and then I was watching all the anti-Trump media, and I was watching Fox as well, getting ready for the show here when this came down. And it was amazing how quickly CNN and MSNBC that loathe Trump, okay, and are in the tank for destroying him and his presidency, okay? There's no doubt about that. They got off that topic as quickly as they could, and when they did cover the grounding of the planes, they put the focus on the FAA making the call, not the president. This would not have happened without the order from the White House, for God's sakes. But anyway, I'm just telling you what the politics are that are always afoot. Now, as far as the FAA is concerned, they say they got pushed over the threshold on this, Alan, um, by the fact that um, there were new enhanced satellite tracking data and physical evidence on the ground, this is from Associated Press an hour ago, that linked the Ethiopian jets movements to those of the Indonesian Lion Air flight that plunged into the sea last October. And um, the black boxes are being sent to France and being analyzed. You know, it already seemed, uh, I think, to you and me that there were enough similarities between those two incidents in Indonesia and Ethiopia to have warranted the grounding a couple of days ago. Particularly because it's a small percentage of the fleets of the carriers here domestically, Southwest and um, and. Southwestern American, right. and then United flies, I guess, flies the nines, uh, you know, which, which has also been grounded. Right. And uh, we're still waiting to see exactly what impact that has at Orlando International Airport, uh, which does have a lot of flights, nearly 400 a month, uh, involving MAX 8 and MAX 9 uh, planes uh, flying in and out of OIA. Yeah. And our, our news partners, Fox 35, uh, report there are six of those planes grounded at OIA as we speak. More on what pushed the FAA and the president over the edge in ordering the grounding here. Uh, early satellite tracking data, AP report, showed similarities between the uh, Ethiopian jet's flight path and the Lion Air flight path, and uh, they were kind of low-resolution images. The data showed movements that were not consistent with how airplanes fly. Today, the FAA will brief Congress on the grounding of these planes, which we support how about you? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Um, Paul Manafort should not be pardoned. He has admitted to multiple serious felonies. And now he's being charged with more, as we headlined a moment ago. 
He has admitted to these crimes, apologized for what he's done. It's not like he was wrongly convicted. It would be a political disaster across party lines for Trump to bail out Manafort with a presidential pardon. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. And I thought it was interesting, the uh, judge yesterday after Manafort, uh, quote-unquote, apologized, said, uh, saying you're sorry for being caught is not a good argument for leniency. I would be surprised if uh, Trump pardoned him, You would be surprised. Yeah, I would. Because, I mean, I don't know how it would help him politically. He was asked about it already, and he says, I haven't really thought about a pardon. Yeah, but he's thinking about it. You know he's thinking about it. He's just not going to get into the trap with the reporters. Don't you think it would be politically a disaster to do this based on what... Melissa, what Manafort's admitted to, again, it isn't like, well, this man is wrongly convicted. (laughs) You know, he was set up, and he's admitted to this stuff. Right, and now that the states are adding the charges immediately when New York jumped on, no. If a pardon, first of all, it only can be on a federal level. So it's just a really bad area to get into, I agree. Won't help the 2020 election any. Well, with all due respect, I got a caller on the line who must be smoking something I'm not familiar with and is in favor of a pardon. I will get to that call here in a moment. I'd like your take as well. And um, there is more on the Trump train, so... Headlining a story that we will get into on the Trump train momentarily. The U.S. Senate is set to vote today on a resolution blocking President Trump's emergency declaration at the southern border. It will likely pass with several Republicans abandoning the president and joining the Democrats. More on that in a moment. The House passed a resolution of disapproval on this recently, and President Trump has pledged to issue his first veto, which is exactly how I believe this will come down, and there will not be the votes to override it, and this will move forward, of course. Um, but likely for a time be tied up in the courts. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. We do it all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando, the Thursday edition, and here on the 50,000-watt front porch, there is plenty of room for everybody, from the right to the center to the left, opposing points of view, are always welcome. And on the issue of whether or not Paul Manafort ought to be pardoned by the president, well, we have an opposing point of view, right, Alan? Yeah, it comes to us from Matt in Claremont. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Uh, I think his, he was unintentional in doing those things. I, I would pardon him. and you know, what? I, what? I just think that political prosecutions are wrong. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, he didn't mean to do any of this stuff. He just blundered into one felony well, after another, blundered into bank fraud, mail fraud, oh, mortgage that's fraud. Not bank fraud. Oh, come on. But he, he, he failed to quiet. file paperwork. Failed to file paperwork. A foreign agent. He admitted to the he crimes. Admitted that he failed to fill out the paperwork. No, he admitted he to. What kind of coverage are you watching? What are you reading, Matt? <laughs> oh, listen to his lawyer. Oh, yeah. Listen to his <laughs> lawyer. Case, of course. There's a case in court right now. The, the Did you hear his lawyer yesterday? He comes out court. and said, listen to me. The judge, he came out, the lawyer. I don't know about this guy. I heard him yesterday. He comes out and he says, after 
Manafort is sentenced once again for multiple years in prison. Could have been worse, but he got he's going up the river for quite a while, maybe for the rest of his life, and said, but the judge said firmly, there's no collusion in the Russian thing. Well, the idea is the judge said immediately, and this was true, this case does not in any way involve collusion. That was an absurd deception by the lawyer. I can't defend this, and you shouldn't defend it. I'm on the Trump train. I back the president. Pardoning Manafort would be a political disaster, a disaster, no, I Matt. So. I, I, Tony Podesta, you know, did the same thing. You have some things flowing from other things. He 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 did not mean okay. to do any of that. He yeah. didn't mean to do any of it. Yeah, there was well, a lot flowing there. I'm on it. That, that, that is my defense <laughs> the next time I stumble into some kind of a felony that might send me to prison for the rest of my Correct life. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I know you will. I didn't mean to do it. Did Manafort not plead guilty to everything, clearly committed the crimes, yeah. and then even pleaded guilty to stuff he hasn't been accused of yet in certain states? I'm just... And said he was, he was sorry for everything he had done. Okay. Whoops. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know this. I, I'm not going to accuse or anything. But I think Matt is, uh, you know, he's, he's mellowed out on something he shouldn't be into this early in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what to tell Smoke you. Smoke him if you got him. <laughs> anyway, so today, Yaffe, it looks like, and you'll have this to talk about on your show, I think, PM Orlando between right. 5 and 6 for the drive home. They're finally going to have this vote. Yeah, we're going to have the vote in the, in the Senate here, backing up what the House said here, disapproving of the uh, president's emergency declaration to get wall funding that has been denied him by Congress, which through the Constitution has the power of the purse. But there are emergency powers that the president has, and I am with him on this. And I tell you, these re- these Republicans who are going to vote against him, you know, whether it's Rand Paul, whether it's uh, whether it's Collins, whether it's Murkowski, the usual anti-Trump suspects in the Republican Senate, um, Tom Tillis out of North Carolina, Mike Lee now out of Utah, and Marco Rubio from Florida making rumblings about voting this way. I think they do so at their own peril. Uh, there is strong polling that while the majority of the American people do not favor the border emergency declaration to get the wall built. Very strong Republican support in polling for the president continuing to push whatever it takes to get the wall built. I think they go against the president at their peril, and I think they know it. Yeah, the House has already uh, approved a resolution that uh, uh, yeah. opposing the, uh, the declaration of the national emergency, but of course, Ultimately, the power here lies with the president. He can veto whatever is passed. And he's going to, no well, question yeah, I mean, about he's, it. He's going to veto it, and you're right. They're not going to have enough votes to override the veto. I think you're right short-term politically. You know, I'm against the emergency declaration, but most Trump supporters and a lot of Republicans, like you said, uh, disagreed with me on that, and they're going to disagree with those senators. Who knows what it looks like long-term, though? It might benefit some of these senators who are in office for a while, long-term maybe to uh, not support something like this and stand on principle. Yeah. High drama in the Senate today. Look for the vote. And Yaffe will be talking about it with you on the way home with PM Orlando from 5 until 6. By the way, while we're promoting the team, you're on tonight with your primetime show. Right, Melissa? Who, me? Yes. You better be. It's you? Thursday. <laughs> Who? I thought we were just going to promote Yaffe. Uh, well, that's <laughs> why you need to listen to every word your oh, I, I heard it. I thought it was going that way. Yeah, you, you never can tell. Does. I throw yeah. a curveball, a high hard <laughs> one, right at your head. What do you got? Connection Show, Relationship Radio. Tonight, we've got Dr. Mark Shuri from the People's Church of Orlando explaining to us God's plan. Yaffe, 5 to 6, PM Orlando, Connections with Melissa, 9 until 10, when Alan and I will be nestled all snug in our beds. Together? (laughs) But not together.
News at the bottom of the hour, my friend. What's coming up? Uh, well, we were talking just a few minutes ago what, about what people might be smoking or not smoking. And along those lines, this uh, medical marijuana bill has cleared the legislature. And uh, Governor Ron DeSantis getting some rave reviews from Florida voters. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 630 on Good Morning Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on a Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. At the bottom of the hour, my co-host Alan Spector going to get us up to date. Medical marijuana making news again. That's right, bud. A bill allowing medical marijuana patients to smoke their drug instead of using oils or tinctures is on its way to the governor for his signature. Representative Ray Rodriguez, a Republican from Lee County, says the legislature has done its part to implement the medical marijuana amendment. Now it's up to the doctors to be responsible. Treat this as medicine and to be diligent in how they're recommending it to their patients. Because the last thing we want to see is the pill mill crisis that occurred with opioids occurring in the state with medical marijuana. The final vote in the House was 101 to 11. The Senate approved the same bill last week, making it the first measure approved during the 2019 legislative session. Two years of foot dragging finally ending. Yeah, under threat from Governor Ron DeSantis. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Speaking of the governor, a new poll indicates he has the highest poll numbers of any Florida governor in 10 years. According to a new Quinnipiac University survey, Florida voters approve of the job the Republican is doing by 59 percent to 17 percent. Even Democrats give DeSantis thumbs up 42 percent to 28 percent. DeSantis defeated Democrat Andrew Gillum and a squeaker in November by 32,000 votes out of more than 8 million cast. Larry Spillman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. A search is underway in Orange County for a teenager considered armed and dangerous. 18-year-old D'Angelo McCoy is wanted for an attempted murder and armed robbery yesterday on South Ivy Lane. A SWAT team entered a unit at the Lakes Apartments last night, but there was no sign of McCoy. We were just talking about this on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump's ex-campaign chair now facing close to eight years in prison and... It might not stop there. Last week, former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort sentenced to 47 months in prison on fraud charges. Yesterday, he got nearly four more years for conspiracy. Minutes after that, he was hit by an indictment in a separate case in New York in connection with mortgage fraud. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, a bipartisan call for Manafort to go to prison. Republican Senator John Kennedy. I have no sympathy for him. I think he's a sleazoid. Democrat Richard Blumenthal. He tampered with witnesses. He lied to prosecutors. President Trump could pardon Manafort on the federal charges, but if he's convicted on state charges, the president can't help him. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. We have another hat in the ring for president. This was just announced online in a campaign video. Former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke is entering the 2020 presidential race seeking the Democratic nomination. Well, he's going to be the force to be reckoned with. His claim to fame is losing the Senate seat to uh, Ted Cruz, right? Yeah, nowhere to go but up. Yeah, what a record. WFLA News Time is 636. Get these stories and more at WFLAOrlando.com. Join us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. 
Headlining one of the items straight from this morning's jam-packed Florida file. More coming up in a moment. Polk County native Adam Putnam is going to take on a new challenge in a new state. Conservation nonprofit Ducks Unlimited announced yesterday that it has hired the former agriculture commissioner to be their new CEO. The 44-year-old Putnam from Bartow is going to move to Memphis, Tennessee, where the organization is headquartered with his wife and four kids. Putnam was the agriculture commissioner for eight years, uh, was in Congress before that and uh, then made the unsuccessful run for governor in Florida in the Republican primary last year, defeated by Ron DeSantis, who went on to become governor, and of course at that point had the Trump endorsement. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories all morning, and good morning, Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Rapid-fire fashion, if you don't mind, on the Florida file items here because I want to give you a chance to weigh in and react to any one or all of them. On Adam Putnam, taking over as the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. Now, this is a nonprofit, right? You know, and, and they, they, they make sure that there are plenty of ducks for folks who want to go out and hunt ducks, basically. You know, it's conservation, but it's hunting, it's all of this. And, and that, that's kind of in the wheelhouse of Adam Putnam, no question about that. Uh, and nothing wrong with this, and I think he's a great guy. And I think he would have made a fine governor, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, we had a couple of really great guys running in that primary, DeSantis and Putnam. Um, but at any rate, how much can you make being CEO of this nonprofit Ducks Unlimited? We don't know what Putnam's going to be paid, but we know this from reporting that his predecessor, the CEO, Dale Hall, are you ready? Yaffe, Melissa, take a deep breath, and you as well. $510,000 a year. Oh, my goodness. Woo! Nice. That's a lot of ducks. No wonder, no wonder he is ducked out of politics <laughs> and the state of Florida. Good luck to you, Adam Putnam. More on this Quinnipiac poll that we were reporting on. Larry Spillman had the report in Allen's newscast here. Uh, Quinnipiac, Florida voters, 59-17 approval of the job that our new governor, Ron DeSantis, is doing. And even the Democrats approve of him, 42-28. to 28. This is astounding, these numbers. Quinnipiac says these are among the strongest numbers for any governor in the state, that he's gotten off to a really, really good start here, um, you know, tackling some issues of interest in a bipartisan way and, and, and just seeming like he was completely in command and up to the job and very, very likable. You know, forceful, principled, and it's playing well. Uh, good luck, Governor DeSantis. We think you're good for this state. And then there is the college admission bribery scandal, okay? Um, you know, the, the, the bit about one, one part of this thing was that, you know, clueless, stupid kids with wealthy parents, you know, who wanted the prestige of having their kid go to a really fancy school, whether it was Duke or whether it was Stanford or USC or whatever, and maybe some more here, this guy, Mark Riddell, came out of Florida, made a ton of money taking tests for these clueless kids. He was a Harvard guy, was a pro tennis player for a while, Mark Riddell, and um, he's been charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and all kinds of other things here. Apparently, in his free time, he would fill out SAT and ACT sheets for other prospective students in exchange for $10,000 a crack for each person he helped. The parents were all wealthy, so they could do this. The kids, maybe they knew it, maybe they didn't hear, but he was described as an awesome uh, a test taker. And, and, and Rick Singer, who was the ringleader of this, who has uh, you know, been, been arrested, et cetera, and he's gone up the river forever, 
had parents take their children to therapists to obtain documents stating that the teen suffered from learning disabilities and needed extra time to take the standardized test. Mark Riddell, the Florida guy, would then allegedly bribe test administrators and sit in with the students during an exam to either help to correct the answers that they got wrong so they achieved a high score, but he would do that but not make it too impressive to raise any suspicions. They finally got him. I think the National Testing Service is going down as well, and I think a lot of teachers out there are going to be very happy about this. Well, you th- why do you think the SATs are going down on this? Because um, I was speaking with teacher friends of mine yesterday, and we were trying to figure out how this guy was able to pull this off. He'd have to grease every hand in that te- in that area wherever he took the test, where he went to do uh, the test for the kid in Texas, you know. It, there's it's such a a level of corruption here. It just goes, it's unfathomable. Well, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm, I put the hammer down on the folks who make out the test. I mean, they dispense them across the country, but if you got crooked people allowing this to happen, you know, in, in a test-taking situation, I don't know. Could but bring you, down you could the system. Right. Mm-hmm. Could bring down the entire system. Well, though. I don't know. We'll have to see. That'll be interesting. One more item in the, um, in the Florida file here. State lawmakers cracking down on these bogus emotional support animals. Thank goodness. First the airlines, now the state of Florida. I'll tell you what this is all about. Florida Weather Appreciation Day on Good Morning Orlando, okay? Listen to this. A huge winter storm blamed for the deaths of a Colorado State Patrol officer is hammering the Rockies and the Great Plains. Blizzard conditions here as we approach mid-March. Stranded more than a 1,000 drivers on Colorado highways yesterday. They had Category 1, even Category 2 hurricane-strength wind gusts out there with snow. Parts of Interstates 80, 25, 79, and 70 closed in Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I swapped emails yesterday with an old fighter pilot buddy of mine, an old singing buddy of me in the Colgate 13 who lives in Colorado Springs by the Air Force Academy, says he's never seen anything like this in the month of March. They were calling it an historic bomb cyclone. An unbelievably huge drop in pressure that sets up the winds like this. You know, I mean, sub-freezing with wind gusts to 97 miles an hour. No, Can thanks. you even imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Florida Appreciation Day, right, Yaffe? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, Seriously. Uh, until we get to hurricane yeah. season. Right. What do you think about Adam Putnam? Looks like he's going to make more than a half a million dollars running Ducks Unlimited. Yeah, he's really going to be able to feather his nest. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in him because he was Mr. Florida. Yeah, he was Florida first. I agree, Effie. He's not all he's quacked up to yeah. be. Oh. <laughs> As he ducks out of politics. Yeah. Yes. Just uh, uh, give me the bill. Everyone mm, <laughs> saw that coming. How, did you write all these down in the you break? You guys really are Can I tell you no, something, I was, I was on the World Wide Web foot. and uh, wow. Melissa, listen to this. Yaffe's saying, well, he was Mr. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Yaffe gets a half a million dollar offer from a Denver television station Trust me, he's out there Deuces. and he's <laughs> dancing in the snow. Yeah. See ya. I never said I was Mr. Florida, though. <laughs> yeah. You are Mr. Florida. <laughs> he, he won't even venture north of the Georgia border. He's never seen <laughs> snow in his life. But for that kind of money, 
You're uh, shoveling it, and you're smiling all the way. He'd be able to afford a Rocky Mountain High. Well, there well, you go. Where it's legal. <laughs> remember these Remember these emotional support animals that people were bringing on to airplanes? I mean, it wasn't just dogs. It was, I got to have my peacock. peacock with me, <laughs> and this small horse won't take up too much room. <laughs> and the airlines finally cracked down. We got a thing going here that state lawmakers are cracking down on right now, and I'm glad they are. People are lying about needing an emotional support animal that I guess some people legitimately need so they can get their dogs and whatever other pet into pet-free condos here in the state. Mm. And what they wind up doing is they go online and they, they never see a certain doctor, but online they can strike a deal and get a doctor to sign off on, oh, yes, you've got to have an emotional support animal. Must have it at all times. And <laughs> God, oh, you've got to let him in. Um, give me a break here. And uh, so there's a new bill in the Senate in Tallahassee that clarifies that documentation supporting an emotional support animal has got to come from a person's regular doctor. That provision intends to stop these online services, I read in the Sentinel, that exist solely to provide paperwork for emotional support animals. You can't have, said one lawmaker, a health care provider who you only go see once for this case. Got to be your regular doctor here. It's okay? Cr- it's crazy we even had to have this law. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, on. this whole thing gets me started. Don't you don't want this. But yes, I when do, I as long see as we keep it suitable emotional for support animals in a grocery cart, okay, riding around in public and you can't you can't say anything to them because it's against the First Amendment rights. Did you know that? A manager can't come up and say, I need to see the documentation. And yeah. Well, I how about, see. How about your peacock is squawking? Or your dog smells bad. Can I say that? You can, but you can't say, uh, can I see the documentation that proves oh. that this is a therapy dog, therefore you can run around my grocery store and contaminate everything with it? Okay. Mm. And I'm a dog lover. <laughs> 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 I would bring my I, dog in, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I've never taken an animal into a grocery you store. you see what I'm saying? Not intentionally, anyway. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. I tell them, hey, 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 how much do I need to pay you? I'm going to buy that peacock and have him for dinner. You know, I don't know. I can't do that. And an orange sauce. Oh, mm. What does peacock taste like? Is it it's like kind of dark and greasy. It's like <laughs> kind of like chicken. <laughs> Everything kind of tastes like chicken, right? Dark and greasy. Yeah. Seems like it. Anyway. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning Boeing's Max Jets are no longer flying in the U.S. More in one minute. Orange County's new mayor pitching a sales tax hike? What's this all about? I'll tell you next on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump announcing an emergency grounding of a controversial Boeing aircraft following the deadly weekend crash in Ethiopia. Boeing 737 MAX aircraft are grounded in the U.S. The FAA announcing that emergency order after facing questions about why the aircraft could fly in the U.S. after dozens of countries prohibited the model in their airspace. The agency made this decision as a result of the data gathering process and new evidence 
collected at the site. Acting FAA Administrator Daniel Elwell says that evidence, together with new satellite data, indicates similarities between the weekend crash of an Ethiopian Airlines jet and the October crash of a Lion Air 737 MAX in Indonesia. Boeing says it supports the FAA's decision out of an abundance of caution, but continues to have confidence in the safety of the 737 MAX. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Locally, officials at Orlando International Airport say it's too early to gauge the impact of the grounding of the MAX jets, which fly nearly 400 times a month in and out of OIA. Our news partners, Fox 35, reporting they have six of them on the ground at OIA as we speak, which is not, as you would point out, an enormous number. We're going to have one of our top reporters updating this story live in one hour, Alan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. There are many unanswered questions in the wake of a teenager's apparent suicide at Lake Mary High School. However, Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima says one of them should not be, where can I find help if I need it? There are numerous people that have journeyed the path themselves that can be amazing, amazing help. A 17-year-old girl died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound yesterday morning at Lake Mary High. She had excused herself to go to the restroom and her teacher heard the sound of a pistol shot, which occurred in an isolated area of the school auditorium. The girl's name has not been released. And we have no idea what the issues were that led her to this tragic decision, do we, at not this a, point? Not now. Hmm. One of the creepiest bills in the Florida legislature is now ready for floor action in the state Senate after a unanimous vote in the Rules Committee. Senate Bill 160 outlaws sex dolls that look like children. Senator Lisbeth Banaquisto says they're doing it to protect kids from pedophiles. These are precious little beings that have no ability to stand up on their own and say, no thank you, or I've had enough. The dolls are manufactured in China, Hong Kong, or Japan, and Senator Rob Bradley says they're just plain sick. The world is not a nice place sometimes, and we need to do everything we can to combat it and always be diligent and revisiting the laws to make sure that we continue to lead the way, protecting our children. The bill has cleared three Senate committees without a single vote against it. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Sick, for sure. May I add, really twisted. What a story. Until I heard this this morning our, in our package from Rick Flagg on yep. this story, I, I, re- I had no idea this was even a thing. Mm. And hopefully it won't be now. The magic playoff push is in a stall. Last night, Orlando lost to the Wizards at Washington 100-90. The Magic have dropped four out of five, and guard Evan Fournier summed it up this way. We're just not playing like a team that wants to go to the playoffs, man, period. Uh, like, it's, you know, that time of the year, it's going to get harder. Teams are going to try to, you know, get in, and, you, I mean, you got to elevate your, your intensity, your focus, and we're just not doing that. Orlando's now two games behind Miami for the eighth and final playoff spot in the NBA's Eastern Conference. They always tease me, the magic. They'll yeah. go on these runs, and I'm like, oh, they're coming back, they're coming. And then this happens. The same old magic. I mean, come on, these are professionals. Fans are paying a fortune to go see them. They're making a fortune to play a kid's game, and they have issues of not being able to generate maximum intensity <laughs> and, and, and focus every time you're on the court. That just galls me when I hear that. Yeah. And it's not just the magic. Well, as our listeners Tell you and me, Bud and Alan, uh, man up. Yeah, we've been hearing that. WFLA News Time is 7.08. <laughs> a painting pig is the star of a South African animal sanctuary. We had that story for you yesterday, but now you can watch Pig Casso 
online at WFLAOrlando.com in action, creating this artwork. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yeah, we weren't going to post Picasso, but we just caved to just unimaginable public demand and pressure. Right, Alan? Well, yeah, we had to man up and uh, <laughs> get that pig online. <laughs> the Bud Man with you on the 50,000-watt front porch of my co-host, Alan Spector, our executive producer in the control room. And the big board is Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox will be taking your calls. All of a sudden, our new Orange County Mayor, Jerry Demings, is making sounds like he wants a tax hike. What's this all about? I'll tell you as we uh, delve into the Budman's I told you so file on this in a moment. And stay tuned. You're on Good Morning Orlando. But first... Yeah, in just two minutes, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. It's 7.09. Headlines now as we update that college admissions bribery scandal that broke yesterday. Actress Lori Laughlin free on bond now after facing charges in a sprawling college admissions scam. A judge in Los Angeles said bond for the Full House star at $1 million. Laughlin and her husband accused of paying $500,000 to get their daughters into the University of Southern California as recruits for the school's rowing team, even though neither participated in the sport. Nearly 50 people, mostly from wealthy families, charged so far in the scandal, including some coaches and uh, and college administrators, including actress Felicity Huffman, by the way. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning, and good morning, Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Remember when we um, talked about the Lynx bus system here locally that was $21 million uh, uh, in the hole? They got rid of their uh, of their top guy, et cetera, and all of a sudden the new mayor, Jerry Demings, used to be the sheriff here in Orange County. Um, he said, you know, we're going to have to figure out uh, how to balance the books on this, and uh, it just sounded to me like I was getting the first sniff of a tax hike coming. I got a big, big whiff of it from uh, Mayor Demings this week, he was talking to the Orange County Commission, it is reported, and says, and now keep in mind that we have SunRail that also doesn't have enough riders to come close to uh, what its goals were or to ever make this thing pay, and that in 2021, the state does not pay the operating costs. It's been picking up since the rail line went online, I think, back in 2014, that all the municipalities along the SunRail uh, line and I've been telling you this for years. They're going to have to come up with money, and it's probably going to mean tax hikes, pitch pitches, or moving money around or something. And that would include, of course, Orange County. You know, and then there are issues of roads and potholes and whatever. So here's Mayor Demings. This is from the Budman's "I Told You" file. Okay, talking to the commission this week, as quoted in the Orlando Sentinel, says he doesn't favor raising property taxes to pay for SunRail or Links, the public bus system but wouldn't rule out a hike in the sales tax as part of an action plan which he expects to roll out in the next couple of months. This quote from the mayor, I won't say what it will include, but certainly that, meaning a sales tax hike, could be an option. Um, Demings said voters may see a tax issue for transportation on the ballot during the 2020 election season. I told you so, Yaffe. 
I actually gave you credit on uh, last night's PM Orlando Orlando because you did tell us. You've been telling us for a while, warning us that SunRail, because it wasn't going to be financially viable on its own, that it was going to need higher taxes eventually. And then it was just a couple weeks ago we were talking about Demings. Yeah. And here he is. Well, don't do it, Jerry. Okay? Don't do it. Mm, I'll tell you why. A a couple of reasons. We have a $4.3 billion annual Orange County budget. That is an enormous amount of money. You need to get with your department heads, and if you think you need to bail out links and get ready to bail out SunRail, and you got some road projects you're sure absolutely had to be done, you got to find a way to move the money around there. Don't hit the taxpayers with a tax hike, particularly for the likes of links and SunRail, which are ridden by a min minuscule percentage of the constituents you serve. Move the money around from other places to cover these transportation systems that are never going to pay. And let me take you back for a little bit of a lesson about how this is going to go, because we will campaign relentlessly against raising the sales tax, which is a 6.5% here in Orange County. My guess is he'll pitch a half-cent sales tax, you know, uh, over a long-term period here. Uh, We will campaign against that for the reason I cited. There's other ways to do this. Let me take you back to 2003, my first year here in talk radio on WFLA. We fought against then-mayor, he was called the chairman then, Rich Crotty's Mobility 2020 plan to fund transportation, light rail before SunRail, toll uh, lanes on I-4, which finally are coming for better or for worse, and roads, etc., and, and, and we campaigned against it, and this thing went down in flames. And I think we had something to do with that. Um, we, co- we had a campaign then when we didn't even have an FM outlet here. It was called Mobility 540. And I went down and I personally got up and addressed um, the Orange County uh, transportation folks about this here. And we'd been campaigning against it, you know. And Karate knew it, and he wasn't happy. And there were others, too. And this thing went down in flames before the voters. And I don't think Karate ever got over it, and maybe in some ways never recovered from it. Mayor Demings, with all due respect, I mean, and I like you, but we'll campaign against it here on the 50,000-watt front porch if you pitch a sales tax hike to bail out links and SunRail, and goodness knows what else you want to do with the money. We will oppose a transportation sales hike. Find the money somewhere else. That's exactly where I stand on this, okay? And just thought I'd get the word out there. And yeah, I did tell you so. He, if, if he's talking like that in front of the commission, you've got a sales tax pitch that is coming. Would you vote for a half cent? I'm going to guess that's what it would be. Sales tax hike in Orange County for transportation. Yes or no? What would you tell the mayor? What would you like to tell the bud man? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We'll get to that after we update for you Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines now and updating a big story from across the pond. British lawmakers voted no to leaving the European Union without a deal. Members of Parliament voted 312 to 308 yesterday to reject leaving the EU without a formal withdrawal agreement. That's a new vote coming a day after Parliament overwhelmingly rejected the withdrawal agreement that Prime Minister May negotiated with the EU over the course of nearly two years. Britain currently scheduled to leave the EU on March 29th, but a vote to delay the date will now likely take place later this week, and we'll keep you up to date. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. My co-host Alan Spector has been uh, down the hallway in the newsroom uh, busily preparing the 7.30 update, so... Uh, you weren't here when I made the pitch for Mayor Jerry Demings in Orange County not to go down this road and um, and 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 pitch a sales tax hike for transportation to bail out links and Sunrail uh, and yeah. and who knows what else transportation wise because he's he's certainly looking at it as an option. He said so before the Orange County Commission, uh, and I, you know I made the point that. Um, we've been down that road once before with Rich Karate and Mobility 2020, and we campaigned against it. We'll campaign against it here now. When you have a $4.3 billion county budget here, you need to move the money around, you know, and don't, don't, don't balance the books for these transportation um, uh, outlets here that very few people use with a sales tax that hits everybody. Yeah, and a lot of people, even before Sunrail got going, thought that would be a boondoggle. And it has turned out to be as such in in some ways. And, you know, why should we now have to, or at least people uh, paying taxes in Orange County, have to now foot the bill for a mistake that uh, may have been made a few years ago? Let's go to the text line on this, Yaffe. Lots of folks are weighing in. Yeah, one person who works in Orange County says, uh, no way on the sales tax. I work in Maitland. I'll drive to Altamont for lunch now. Just so you don't have to pay for it. Get up in Seminole <laughs> County. Yeah. Got Who else? One what else you got? Lazen says, uh, Demings is a leftist, so of course he'd raise taxes. He was a crummy sheriff. Just ask any deputy, and he is going to be a crummy county mayor. Well, he's Democrat. There isn't any doubt about that. But he's really a good guy. He really does care about Central Florida. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, you know, and I don't agree with him on some policies, but he's a, but he's a good guy. He's a man of character, and he's really committed to the job. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, we went down this road before. Let's not go down this road again and, uh, you know, hit everybody with a sales tax hike, please. We have one person who has a prediction, though, says it will pass, and it will be passed probably 6-1. to one. This is going to have to go before the voters. This isn't just going to be a, a, you know, a commission may approve it, but I think it's going to have to wind up in front of the voters. It's exactly what happened with Mobility 2020, and, and it went down in flames in 2003. I know I was there and driving the opposition to it. It's got to be my favorite text here. Let links in the train implode under there and wait. No one uses them anyway. Bad mistakes should not be perpetuated by bailouts. Both of those systematically encourage poor people who can't afford a car to move here anyway. Our town will be better off without them, too. Okay. Wow. On the phones? Yeah, we've got, uh, let's see, we've got uh, Scott from Oviedo. Good morning, Scott. What do you think about a tax hike in Orange County? Hey, guys. Uh, good morning. I, I think it's insane. I mean, if they're failing now, what happens if they're failing a year from now or, or two years from now? Are we going to keep raising taxes just to, you know, facilitate them and, and make their businesses better? I mean, isn't there any way we can bring in a, a private company or something like that? And, yes, Demings is a good guy, but I didn't vote for him, wouldn't vote for him. But, yes, you're right, bud. Demings is a good guy, but I wouldn't vote for him, though. <laughs> and I didn't. Just All saying. right. 
Let, let, I'll tell you what. It's not Orange County, but it's another county that has dealt with an issue similar to this, apparently, as we bring in Ben out of Claremont in Lake County. Ben, go ahead. Well, Bud, they, they voted, supposedly we voted that seven cent, extra cent tax years ago. We've never been able to get rid of it. And what now, was that money for, Ben? Well, they said it was going to, half of it was going to be for schools back when they started the lottery, but I have no idea what they do with it. And here's a warning for property owners. They now have added fees onto our property taxes. In my case, it's over $470 a year. All right, I don't want to go too far down what's going on in Lake County. Thank you, Ben. With all due respect, we're talking about the situation here in Orange County, and Jerry Demings, the mayor, is making very serious rumblings that are getting louder about, I'm going to pitch a sales tax hike for transportation. And we should point out that Orange County's current sales tax, I believe, is 6%. 6.5. 6.5. It's 7% in Seminole County. So that person who's going to come to Altamont uh, Springs for lunch, maybe you ought to think twice about that. <laughs> Do the math. Do you the raise math. a good point. Well, well, it's like, get out of my city. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Okay, there we go. Um... But uh, no, they shouldn't raise the sales tax, the texter says. Raise the rider's ticket prices if they raise anything from a business owner in Orange County. You know, they'll never raise the Lynx bus because, you know, that, that's mostly poor people who ride it who can't afford to have cars or whatever. And it would be counterproductive is the thinking, and they're probably right. And then it would, you know, the fewer people would ride it, and the hole would get deeper and wider. Um, so, but at any rate... Sales tax hike's not the route to go, and history should teach us that, and I hope the mayor is listening and will find the funds within that mammoth $4.3 billion to deal with shortfalls in transportation. Well over two years, the voters at 71% approved medical marijuana under a doctor's order, and it's taken a long time for us to get where it appears we finally are. We're here, bud. A bill allowing medical marijuana patients to light up their meds has cleared the Florida legislature. The Senate approved the measure last week. The House followed suit yesterday. 101 yeas, 11 nays, Mr. Speaker. So the bill passes. Lee County Representative Ray Rodriguez says passing the new law was better than doing nothing because smoking would have been permitted by court order. Because if we do not pass this bill, then the guardrails that we have placed around smoking of medical marijuana will not exist. Because if the judicial order is put into effect, we will have smoking of medical marijuana without any of the guidelines that we have placed. The medical marijuana bill is now headed to the governor who's promised to sign it. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Ron DeSantis has the highest poll numbers of any Florida governor in 10 years. According to a new Quinnipiac University survey, Florida voters approve of the job the Republican is doing by 59% to 17%. Even Democrats give DeSantis a thumbs up, 42% to 28%. Former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke is running for president Joining the crowded 2020 Democratic primary field, his campaign released a video this morning with O'Rourke pledging to try to bring people together. This is going to be a positive campaign that seeks to bring out the very best from every single one of us, that seeks to unite a very divided country. Last year, O'Rourke came within three percentage points of upsetting Republican incumbent Ted Cruz in the Texas U.S. Senate race. 
The latest nominees for the NASCAR Hall of Fame have been announced. Three-time NASCAR Cup Series champ Tony Stewart highlights the list of 20 nominees for the 2020 class for the Auto Racing Bodies Hall of Fame announced on Wednesday. Stewart's former team owner Joe Gibbs, also a nominee for enshrinement, as well as his former teammate Bobby Labonte. Buddy Baker, Ricky Rudd, and Harry Gant among the drivers to also make the cut for nominations to NASCAR's Hall of Fame, with those behind the scenes earning recognition as well, like legendary engine builder Ray Fox and NASCAR's first master mechanic, Red Vote. Five of those 20 nominees will be named as part of the 2020 NASCAR Hall of Fame class in May. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And elsewhere, Florida golfers know alligators all too well, but they don't often encounter rare American crocodiles on the course. On the Gulf Coast, the Naples Daily News reports that's changing on a local barrier island where an adult croc has recently been photographed sunning itself alongside alligators at the Sanibel Island Golf Club. Mary Donnelly, wife of the course owner, said the crocodile is here all the time. She hangs out on hole number 11, and she's a female. Don't ask me how they know it's a female. The maintenance guys call her Fred. Yeah, and who would get <laughs> close enough to find out, right? I know, but it's interesting. You rarely will see a crocodile uh, with alligators, much less photographed, and there is a picture of uh, that actually happening at that golf course. From what I read, they're meaner even than the Gators, who have absolutely no sense of humor, as we know. Well, this in this picture, it's interesting. This croc looks pretty laid back, I, I believe laying its head on the tail of an alligator. Did the alligators, like, adopt them as one of their own, maybe? Perhaps. You know, many humans get alligators and crocodiles confused. I don't know if alligators have the same problem. <laughs> You're a weird-looking alligator, yeah. that's what they're saying. Yeah, join the club. <laughs> a British pianist is taking her music to new heights, literally. Evelina Delane has set a new world record for the highest classic music concert by playing a grand piano at an altitude of more than 16,000 feet. The Sky High show took place in the Himalayas. Delane explained the stunt was an effort to raise money and awareness for cystic fibrosis. She got the idea from a music enthusiast who said that the breathing difficulties people experience at that altitude are what people with cystic fibrosis deal with every day. I remember being on the top of Pikes Peak a couple of years ago with our singing group, the Colgate 13, my old college buddies. Yeah. The air was so thin, you'd open your mouth to sing, nobody could hear you. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know, this is how you get in the Guinness Book of World Records. You simply become the only person ever to do something amazing that no one else ever thought of. So there's no field of competition. There's no record to break. Yeah, and this pianist, Evelina Delane, uh, <laughs> has been bitten by the Guinness bug. She's now in the process of exploring more potential extreme piano stunts to set more records. I like the idea she's raising some money for a good cause. That's right. Uh, t you know, today the world is celebrating pie. Yes. Not, not pie. Yeah, I got Melissa's attention. Everybody up. <laughs> not the kind you eat. It's pie day, as in P-I, honoring oh, the math. Oh, come on. It's the number. They're yes. doing that too, though. The mathematical ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter. Pie technically extends in infinitely, but it's frequently rounded to 3.14314, which is why it is celebrated on March 14th each year, and you can celebrate Pi Day even if you're not a math whiz. A bunch of businesses are taking advantage of Pi Day to offer discounts. Pizza joints are offering discounts, and bakeries across the country have deals on pies. Pie. And on a personal note... You're, in, you're in for the P-I-E pie, right? P-I-E, yeah, pie. P-I, not so much. And <laughs> on a personal note, cake might be in order for my mother, whose birthday 
is 314, March 14th. No kidding. Francis Spector, 89 years young today. Happy birthday, Mom. I haven't met her. I haven't met her, but you talk about her often. You know, she's had some health challenges in recent years, but she always comes back. Yep. She's made a pretty tough stuff. Special gal. Yeah, thanks. Happy birthday to Alan's mom and many, many more. Hey, the Daily Sound Judgment Game is coming up. How would you like to win a family four-pack of tickets to watch pro football in Orlando as our undefeated Orlando Apollos take the field at Spectrum Stadium this weekend? Family four-pack. This is a this is these are great seats. This is an expensive prize and um we're offering it to you right now if you're our sound judgment winner. You're eligible if you haven't won the game in a month, okay? Get on the 50,000-watt front porch right now. It's a great prize, and it might be something if you're not into going to pro football here in Orlando. you got somebody in the family, circle of friends, the gang at work would love to get four free tickets that you won for them here on Good Morning Orlando playing sound judgment. 407-916-5400. Melissa, please clear the decks on any of the other calls we have. We're playing the game. Sound judgment, 407-916-5400. Grab that toll-free, 866-916-5400. Sound judgment right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Sports headline right now and a program reminder for you. Florida, the University of Florida Gators open play in the SEC basketball tournament in Nashville today facing Arkansas. Now the Gators are the eighth seed. The Razorbacks are seated ninth. Florida basketball usually heard right here on WFLA, of course, but to make room for Rush Limbaugh, today's game will be heard on our sister station, 96.9. The game starting at 1225 this afternoon. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning for you here on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I still have a toll-free line open for somebody to win those those pro football tickets to the Orlando Apollos, and that number is 866-916-5400. More on that fantastic and valuable prize, Melissa. It's a great prize. we got a four-pack of tickets going to the Orlando Apollos game. They are taking on Arizona Hot Shots this Saturday night at Spectrum Stadium. First snap, 8 p.m., you can win the tickets if you know the answer to sound judgment. And Steve Spurrier's the head coach, the head ball coach, got him undefeated and leading the league. So if you want to go, well, be ready to get in because all the lines are busy, but a wrong answer opens one up for you to grab quickly at 407-916-5400. Have you heard? Disney World's raising ticket prices again. Not exactly breaking news, is it? And the mouse is really raising prices for Christmas through New Year's when they get their biggest crowds. Now, last Christmas week, I can tell you, looking at the Disney website, a one-day ticket cost $129 during Christmas week. For today's Sound Judgment Game, we want you to listen to the soothing sounds of Jiminy Cricket then use your sound judgment to tell me what a one-day Disney World ticket will cost you next Christmas through New Year's. It's one twenty-nine now. What will it be next Christmas week? When you wish upon a star, make no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires. Will come to you. 
special arrangement here to get Jiminy Cricket in front of the microphone. I think he did a really nice job on the song we all associate with Disney. Not bad, right? Yeah, Short he, notice. Sh- he should be careful, though. These mics are big. If they fell on him, he'd be dead. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Oh, here we go. He is funny. He is. Funny you should say that. Uh, but at any rate, so the high demand period, the highest of all, is Christmas week, Christmas to New Year's. So they've already jacked up the prices uh, that are in force for that week at 129 to go to a Disney theme park, Disney World here. What's it going to be next Christmas? Let's go to line one. What do you think, line one? I'm going to have to take a stab at it, 159. You nailed it. <laughs> How did that happen? You're taking a stab. I don't know. I'm yeah, gonna, come on well, now. you got to be. Like they, no, I think like they do. If I'm going to raise my price, it's got to be, you know, how <laughs> Disney does. They do it in substantial increments yeah ten dollars go big or go home boy i tell you what tinkerbell must have sprinkled a little bit of pixie dust on your head before you got on the phone with me here you're absolutely Uh, nailed it it's going to be 159 a ticket a one-day ticket between christmas and new year's 30 dollar increase on that now i guess you know that's called capitalism, supply and demand, you know, and uh, <laughs> and and whatever the traffic will bear. You're going to the ball game. What's your name? Fantastic. Kyle. Kyle, K-Y-L-E? Yes. You literally just pulled that out of thin air? Yes, I did. I swear to God. <laughs> Quite amazing. Have fun at the game, my friend. Where are you calling in from? What town? Altamont. Excellent. Right up the road. Kyle, amazing. I thought we were going to go forever on that, so... <laughs> What do I, I was know? Like, I was like, hopefully there's a code in this Jiminy Cricket song, but there wasn't. So I was like, <laughs> how much are they going to raise it? It's got to be like, for me, be like 30 bucks. <laughs> Sounds like we made your day early on here, didn't we? Yes, we did. All right, don't go away. I'll put you off air with Melissa to work it out, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, congratulations. He was hoping for some sort of subliminal message <laughs> in the... Jiminy Cricket uh, song. The only wow. code in that song is you'll have to make a wish if you want to go to Disney anytime soon. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. At least for me, I can't afford it. Your dreams it. only come true if you've got the money, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point there. Headlines right now. The Manhattan, forgive me, the Manhattan, New York District Attorney's Office filing an indictment against Paul Manafort, this coming after he was sentenced to an additional three and a half years in prison Wednesday in Washington. The former Trump campaign chair now facing five counts tied to residential mortgage fraud and conspiracy. Manafort's already been sentenced to more than seven years in federal prison for conspiracy, witness tampering, bank fraud, and more. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. Time for the 8 o'clock update on the news. My co-host, Alan Spector, with a preview. Max Jets grounded. Tragedy at a local high school. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, coming up in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.59. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. 
Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning the U.S. grounds Max Jets. Details in one minute. You'll hear from the president on that, and we'll have a very special live report dead ahead on Good Morning Orlando. I think it was the right decision given that the rest of the world is doing the same thing and it's a prudent thing to be doing until we know more about what's going on. One airline passenger who's happy to hear the U.S. is grounding the Boeing 737 MAX airliner fleet for the time being. At the White House yesterday, President Trump said an emergency order is going into effect immediately and will last indefinitely. He cited two recent international crashes involving the aircraft model, calling it a terrible thing. The FAA grounding of the Boeing 737 MAX jets will be felt at Orlando International Airport. MAX 8 and MAX 9 planes fly in and out of OIA nearly 400 times each month. A total of six airlines operate MAX jets out of Orlando. Southwest, American, United, the Brazilian airline GOL, WestJet, and Air Canada. Spokeswoman Carolyn Fennell told the Orlando Sentinel it's too early to gauge the impact of the grounding on airport operations. Larry Spillman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Classes and extracurricular activities are canceled today at Lake Mary High. The school was placed on a code red lockdown yesterday morning for what was described originally as an isolated incident that turned out to be the suicide of a female student. Uh, just before 8 o'clock this morning, a 17-year-old 11th grade student uh, committed suicide uh, by using of a, uh, use of a handgun uh, in the auditorium building on campus. In what Sheriff Dennis Lima described as a horrible, horrible tragedy, the girl had told her teacher she needed to use the restroom a short time later, the teacher reported hearing a gunshot after the girl went to an isolated part of the auditorium. Her name was not immediately released. Even though classes are canceled, grief counselors will be available at Lake Mary High today. What a heartbreaking story. We still don't know what drove her to that. No. And so traumatic for, um, you know, for, for everyone at the school. And, of course, um, we grieve for her family as well. A former Florida congressman, cabinet official, and candidate for governor is taking on a new challenge in a new state. Fifth-generation Floridian Adam Putnam is picking up stakes and moving from Bartow to Memphis, Tennessee. The former Florida Agriculture Commissioner will become the CEO of Ducks Unlimited April 1st. Putnam has been a member of the conservation group since he was 16. He says he'll work to build a coalition of hunters, farmers, city dwellers, and scientists to protect water and wetlands for waterfowl. Putnam lost the Republican primary for governor to Ron DeSantis last year. Before that, he served five terms in the U.S. House from Polk County. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Talked about this before as Putnam ducks out of politics in Florida. His predecessor made just over $500,000 as CEO, and that's the position he'll have. So he'll be feathering his nest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bringing back the puns from last hour. Florida opens play in the SEC basketball tournament at Nashville today. They're taking on Arkansas. Gators are the eighth seed. Razorbacks the ninth seed. Now, Florida basketball, you usually hear it right here on WFLA, but uh, we got to make room for Rush Limbaugh, as always. He takes precedence. So today's game will be heard on our sister station, 96.9 The Game, starting at 12.25 p.m. WFLA news time is 8.06. The man behind the college admissions scheme helped 761 families cheat the process. 
You can find that disgusting story online at WFLAOrlando.com. Join us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And Melissa Fox taking your calls in a moment, a live report on the president grounding those planes. Alan set the table for the story. Let's hear from President Trump yesterday in the White House. We're going to be issuing an emergency order of prohibition to ground all flights of the 737 MAX 8 and the 737 MAX 9. Any plane currently in the air will go to its destination and thereafter be grounded. Boeing is an incredible company. They are uh, working very, very hard right now. And hopefully they'll very quickly come up with the answer. But until they do, the planes are grounded. Do you support the order by the president to ground those planes? We'll give you the very latest on what finally got us to this point in a live report from one of our top flight News Radio 93.1 national correspondents coming up here right after a very short break. Yeah, we'll have an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It's 8.08 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining a big story out of Washington that will come down today. The Senate is set to vote on a resolution blocking President Trump's emergency declaration at the southern border. It will likely pass with several Republicans planning on breaking with the president and joining the Democrats. The House passed the resolution of disapproval recently. President Trump has pledged to issue his first veto. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning for you. And good morning, Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. A few moments ago, we played the president from the White House issuing the order to ground those Boeing 737 MAX 8s and 9s here in the U.S. We'd been the only country that had not done so. Let's get an update on how all of this finally came down as we spend a few moments with News Radio 93.1 national correspondent Bill Zimfer. Bill, thanks for coming on. What do we need to know? Well, Bud, good morning. Yeah, this investigation has been going full speed ahead as we try to get the uh, final determination on exactly what caused this latest crash involving a uh, 737 MAX 8 in Ethiopia. The black boxes are now in France where they will be analyzed, but the United States was one of the last to actually ground these planes. Number one, they were waiting to get some information from those black boxes when it became apparent that it wasn't going to be available immediately. They started looking at other 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 evidence uh, as to what may have caused this crash, including satellite tracking technology that seems to show the same type of flight pattern shortly after takeoff that we saw in the Lion Air crash in the Java Sea last October. Uh, So after seeing this uh, and looking at evidence on the ground having to do with the angle of impact of the plane as it hit the ground, uh, the FAA and the Trump administration decided that we should ground these planes pending further investigation and possibly pending corrective action on the part of Boeing with these 737 MAX 8s and MAX 9s. So it was after we got some more empirical evidence that uh, we decided to ground these planes, but the investigation continues and we should begin hearing something about these black boxes 
uh, probably in the next 24 hours as they undergo some evaluation and uh, investigation in France. Apparently they shipped him out of Ethiopia because they felt they really couldn't analyze them adequately, and they sent him over to France for the, uh, for the French experts on that. And I, I also understand that uh, the FAA is going to be testifying about all of this before Congress today, so we'll be, we'll be watching for this. Any final thoughts yeah. before I let you go, Bill? Well, yeah, you know, just when they were sent to France, uh, the black boxes, they say, uh, did suffer a little bit of damage, but they believe that everything is intact inside, so the data should be easily recoverable. Uh, so uh, it, it remains to be seen exactly what can get out of this, but we do expect to get all of the data available. News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer, thanks for being on the big story for us, as you always are. Have a great rest of the day, my friend. Thank you, bud. Anytime. All right. Good deal. So there it is. Um, you know, we had a big controversy when the United States was allowing these planes to fly and one nation after another was grounding them. And a lot of you were really, really unhappy with Alan, my co-host, who's alongside me right now, yeah. and, and me, you know, for saying I wouldn't get on one of these planes. Uh, some of you on the text line told us unceremoniously that we needed to man up. Yeah. Well, how do you feel now? The decision has been made. Now we join the rest of the world in grounding these planes. Melissa? Not happy with it. I still think it was just a software glitch that they will fix, and they were just going to move their timeline up. But fine. It's not going to inconvenience anybody unless the shutdown or grounding, I should say, goes on for longer than a month. It's a small percentage of mm -hmm. the fleet for principally American and Southwest domestically. I know we have reportedly uh, six of these planes on the ground out at Orlando International Airport, but you know, they have to take planes out of circulation for bad weather and all kinds of things all the time. The airlines know how to deal with this. I don't think it's going to be a big dislocation. Of course, we don't know how long these planes will be grounded, but we have a difference of opinion uh, on, on, on this. And, uh, and, and Yaffe, where are you? I mean, I think uh, Trump really had no choice to be the last country to do this. If something bad had happened and Trump did not do this, I mean, it would have been really bad for him. Um, would have made him look really bad, and he would have been partly blamed, I think. Uh, he would have been, I, and I think he was very presidential yesterday, and I think he made the right call. Now, wherever you stand on the president, let's really talk about this. Do you think that the U.S. should have grounded the Boeing 737 MAX 8s and 9s? Is there any opposition left to that this side of Melissa Fox? <laughs> hey, 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 back off, right? <laughs> anyway, we, you know, we want to hear from you no matter how you feel. So, um, Alan, how do they reach us here on the 50,000 watt front porch? Well, as it happens, we have a telephone here and the number is 407-916-5400 or toll free. You can reach us at 866-916-5400. You can also text us 23680 standard message and data rates do apply. So now let us hear from you. You think the president wimped out? You think he needs to man up along with Alan and the Bud Man? <laughs> Come on, let's talk about it, shall we? Here on a Thursday morning. <laughs> to make you appreciate this beautiful March morning in Florida just a bit more, a huge winter storm continues to ravage the upper Midwest and the Rocky Mountains. Blizzard conditions Stranding more than a thousand drivers in Colorado highways yesterday. Parts of Interstate 80, 25, 79, and 70 closed in parts of Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska, and South Dakota. I mean, this was a snowstorm with 
Category 1 and 2 hurricane force gusts up to 97 miles an hour at one point in the Denver, Colorado area. Incredible. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning. And good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Just as we came on the air, I um, I saw a fresh piece from the Associated Press on the grounding of these planes, the U.S. being the last country uh, to do that. And um, the FAA finally was pushed to this point, and the president was pushing them uh, finally as well uh, to give this order. Um, the agency said what made the difference, it is reported, was new enhanced satellite tracking data and physical evidence on the ground that linked the Ethiopian jet's movements, that's the one that crashed in Africa over last weekend, to those of that Indonesian Lion Air flight that plunged into the Java Sea back in October and killed everybody on board, as did the African flight. The data showing some similarities between um, the two flight paths and the way they were behaving in the air that were considered not consistent with the way airplanes are supposed to fly. So, there we are. Let's find out what the folks think, Alan, shall we? Let's do it, bud. Let's go to the phones and uh, let's Take your see. Pick. Take my pick? Oh, cool. I got two to pick from. James in Orlando, good morning. You're up first. Yeah, um, the president had to because the corporations didn't. But he also had to because if he hadn't, the Democrats would have jumped all over him. But well, it's going to turn out. Go ahead. It's going to turn out to be real odd if it turns out that because it was in the Middle East, it got shot down, and it wasn't anything to do with the computer systems. Is that what you're suspecting? I've heard some reports that there was an explosion. There was loud engine noises coming from the aircraft from several witnesses' reports. Well, we're I don't know where you're getting that information. We haven't connected with it, but we will watch for it. You have to understand something, you know, and plane crashes... Democrats as well as Republicans die, and people with no political affiliation, you know? I mean, you talk about a bipartisan issue, I mean, this would be it, wouldn't it, Alan? Oh, definitely. Nobody likes to nobody likes to die in a plane crash. Man, oh, man. I'm uh, against it personally. Yeah, I'm not too. afraid to say it either. <laughs> Bold stroke for yeah. my co-host. Out on a limb again. Bill, before we go to the text line, we want to go to you on the phone. Good morning and welcome in from Orlando on this order, the U.S., the last country to ground these planes by order of the president hey good morning how are you doing we're all well and we're glad you're joining the conversation what you got yeah um i'm told the screener i'm ambivalent i think uh the president and the faa may have received some information that we're not privy to um i'll just say that i was scheduled in my family to fly on one of those planes tonight and i would have no problem going on one um whether it was ground, I mean, even with it being grounded, I don't think it's a aircraft issue as much as it's probably a training issue. Yeah, that has been suggested, but keep in mind, in Africa, that particular pilot had been retrained with this autopilot thing, okay, that's been a problem. We've talked about it, and he had 8,000 hours in the air. His co-pilot was very inexperienced with only 200 hours. He never would have been allowed in the cockpit here, but some have suggested that, but the principal... The principal man in the cockpit was a very experienced retrained pilot on the uh, quirks of the uh, autopilot with the 737 MAX 8 and 9 bill, but thanks for weighing in on it. Activity on the text line. Melissa, Yaffe, what do you guys see? Yeah, one person says uh, grounding those airplanes was the right decision. 
However, I'd like to see an investigation into Boeing as to whether or not they knew about the problems with this new electronic software, and they released the plane anyway. The pilots yesterday, there were five of them, the Dallas Morning News were reporting. Remember this, Alan? Yes. That, that, were, that were complaining about, you know, that the manual was criminally inadequate to help pilots understand and get properly trained on this here. I don't know. Maybe maybe there are some issues with Boeing internally. And we heard about this uh, after the Indonesian crash, that uh, pilots uh, either had been uh, not briefed at all on this anti-stall system and how to disengage it, or they were inadequately briefed on how to do it. Uh, yeah, another person says... Um, uh, let's see here. It says, isn't it possible that perhaps the software anomalies or errors showed during the testing phase of this? Boeing, would, I'm sure, would deny that. Uh, another person says, I am more ready to believe that the Boeing planes failed due to human error. However, in the chance that it is not human error, I believe the president did the right thing. Melissa? And from one of our funny texters, didn't AOC say that we should get rid of airplanes? She should consider this grounding a great start. That's right, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh-huh. She of the Green New Deal said, yeah, in the next 10 years, it's got to be no planes, all trains. Save the planet. You know, less air pollution. It's a mm-hmm. good start. Yeah, well. So the president playing right into her hands. No. There you go. Um, the FAA reportedly, according to Fox, is going to be uh, dragged before a congressional committee for testimony today. My guess is the Boeing execs will be right behind him. Now, there's only 350 of these now grounded planes Worldwide, it's a relatively small number, but there are 4,500 orders worldwide. This is a huge deal for Boeing. We will continue to follow the story, and as we continue to follow all of the news, we've got an update coming your way in moments. We do. A medical marijuana bill is headed for the governor's desk, and the governor is getting some rave reviews from Florida voters. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.30. Hey, want to boost your athletic performance in a matter of days? There's a certain kind of diet that can do it, according to Dr. Ken Kronhouse. And he'll be here for the weekly house call, breaking health and medical news just about 10 minutes out. In the meantime, Alan's going to get us up to date on what's going on. With some medical news, a bill allowing medical marijuana patients to smoke their drug instead of using oils or tinctures is on its way to the governor for his signature. Representative Ray Rodriguez, a Republican from Lee County, says the legislature has done its part to implement the medical marijuana amendment. Now it's up to the doctors to be responsible treat this as medicine and to be diligent in how they're recommending it to their patients. Because the last thing we want to see is the pill mill crisis that occurred with opioids occurring in the state with medical marijuana. The final vote in the House yesterday was 101 to 11. The Senate approved the same bill last week, making it the first measure approved during the 2019 legislative session. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Ron DeSantis has the highest poll numbers of any Florida governor in 10 years. According to a new Quinnipiac University survey, Florida voters approve of the job the Republican is doing by 59 percent to 17 percent. Even Democrats give DeSantis thumbs up 42 percent to 28 percent. DeSantis defeated Democrat Andrew Gillum in a squeaker in November by 32,000 votes out of more than 8 million cast. 
Larry Spillman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. A search is underway in Orange County for a teenager considered armed and dangerous. 18-year-old D'Angelo McCoy is wanted for an attempted murder and armed robbery yesterday on South Ivy Lane. A SWAT team entered a unit at the Lakes Apartments last night, but there was no sign of McCoy. President Trump's ex-campaign chair now facing close to eight years in prison, and it might not stop there. Last week, former Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort sentenced to 47 months in prison on fraud charges. Yesterday, he got nearly four more years for conspiracy. Minutes after that, he was hit by an indictment in a separate case in New York in connection with mortgage fraud. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, a bipartisan call for Manafort to go to prison, Republican Senator John Kennedy. I have no sympathy for him. I think he's a sleazoid. Democrat Richard Blumenthal. He tampered with witnesses. He lied to prosecutors. President Trump could pardon Manafort on the federal charges, but if he's convicted on state charges, the president can't help him. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. Haven't heard the word sleazoid in a while. No, or me maybe neither. ever. <laughs> I've heard sleaze and sleazo. Yeah. Sleazoid. Sleazoid. Yeah, gag me with a fork. Former <laughs> Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke is officially entering the 2020 Democratic presidential race. He made the announcement in a video released online by his campaign this morning. Elsewhere, we already knew this year's inductees for the 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. Now we know who will be inducting them. The list includes Brian May of Queen, Simon LeBon and John Taylor of Duran Duran, David Byrne of Talking Heads, and Susanna Hoffs of The Bangles. This year's inductees include Stevie Nicks, Radiohead, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, and The Cure. The induction ceremony takes place at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn on March 29th. Do we really care who's inducting them? Is that important to know? Uh, it's important to me. Well, okay. Then that's all that matters to it's me. It's a big Pretty party. Much. It, it is important, Okay. I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's always a lot of mystery about, okay, so, now I'm, we know who's being inducted. Who is going to be the person to make the intro, induction speech? So the inductor's just as important as the inductees. Yeah. I never appreciated that. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole process. Thank you. Thank it's you. just a big back. Enlightening the Budman is an ongoing process, yeah. too. Oh. Right? <laughs> it's only rock and roll, but we love it. ABC is bringing back a pair of classic game shows. The network is rebooting Card Sharks, which you might remember was hosted by Jim Perry and Bob Eubanks in the uh, 80s. I do remember that. And Press Your Luck, which was hosted by Peter Tamarkin. Never heard of it. Or well, him. Yeah, well, this it's coming back. No with, whammies. It's coming back without Peter. Yeah, you're right. The whammies from Press Your Luck. Really? Uh, Peter won't be there. He passed away about... Uh, 13 years ago. So he would be unavailable. Unavailable. Well, it'll be fun. But uh, these shows are coming back this spring. Hour-long episodes are already taping. Both shows have been off the air for years, but have enjoyed popularity as reruns on the Game Show Network. No bowling for dollars? To tell the That's truth. I back? used to host that in Syracuse. Don't you say anything I, bad about that? I, I, I won't. Know. I was thinking that was maybe the they could really, ask you to come uh, back. That was the first big gig I ever had in it's this a business. duck pin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it? It wasn't pin? a bowling show. It was a game show. You bowled twice and won a dollar a pin unless you won the jackpot. Oh. And yeah. it's been all that, downhill that was, since then. That huh? was the <laughs> apex of a mediocre career, and it's been a real downhill slide all the way since nineteen seventy something. I think they should bring back what's my line. <laughs> Finally, that was good. That would work. I, I like bet a secret one. would work too. Mm -hmm. Finally, a New York man got a shocker when he opened his utility bill. Tommy Straub usually pays seventy-four bucks a month to power his studio apartment. But this month, Con Edison 
sent him a bill for $38 million. That's why they call it con, Edison. <laughs> exactly. Straub took to social media to vent his frustrations, tweeting, I own a 600-square-foot apartment in Astoria, Queens. I do not own the entirety of Manhattan Island. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Those were in, last few words were in caps, which oh, is man. why I was shouting. <laughs> Straub's tweet went viral, and the utility company got in contact with him. And the issue was resolved Tuesday afternoon with Straub's bill being corrected to the expected amount. There was no word on what caused the unusually high charge. Wow. Must have sent his blood pressure through the roof. If you want to lower your blood pressure, there's something not involving drugs that could do it. What is it? Find out with breaking health and medical news straight ahead from my Dr. Ken Kronhaus on the weekly house call after we check in with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, updating a big story we talked about yesterday. Actress Lori Laughlin free on bond now, facing some serious charges in that sprawling college admissions bribery scam. A judge in Los Angeles set bond for the full house star at $1 million. Laughlin and her husband accused of paying $500,000 to get their daughters into USC as recruits for the school's rowing team, even though neither participated in the sport. Nearly 50 people were charged in the scandal, which continues to expand, including actress Felicity Huffman. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. As you know, if you're a regular, my doctor, my good friend from Lake Cardiology, Dr. Ken Kronhaus, welcome aboard. Always good to have you on the show. But my friend, great to be with you. We got a couple of sleep-related pieces of research here. One has to do with lowering your blood pressure with something other than drugs. Tell us all about it. Well, the American College of Cardiology meets next week, and you're going to be hearing a lot of heartbreaking news. And here's the first one. A midday nap may be just what you need, bud. Not to just boost your energy levels, obviously, but also, surprisingly, to lower your high blood pressure. Daytime napping can definitely help boost our energy levels and productivity for the rest of the workday. But this new study suggests taking a nap at midday can effectively help lower their blood pressure level just like the benefits of other things that you do to your lifestyle like limiting salt and limiting alcohol. Boy, that's really interesting. None of us on the crazy shift we have when we get up in the middle of the night could survive without a midday nap. Good to know that it's doing some good that I wasn't aware of in terms of the BP. Now, not getting enough sleep, that can cause some other problems. What's this all about? Sleep deprivation, it can contribute to a host of mental and physical problems we know, including depression, diabetes, and impaired cognitive functioning. That's the ability to think and remember. When we sleep poorly, we also feel less inclined to participate in social activities. But the surprising news this week, published in Nature Communications Medical Journal, is that being sleep deprived can not only make us less sociable, but it can also prevent our peers from seeking us out. Sleep deprivation can turn us into social lepers. People who are sleep deprived tend to come across as socially unappealing. Yeah. 
They're just grouchy, you know. <laughs> They're just grouchy. Who wants to be around them, right? You know, Doc, we've been doing the house call, I don't know, for more years than I can count right now. And it's hard for me to count the number of times you have had research touting all the great things that happen if you get on and stay on the Mediterranean diet. And here's another angle on that. Exactly. The Mediterranean diet offers a range of benefits from cardioprotective effects to preventing chronic disease, as you suggested. The Mediterranean diet, which typically is rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, and olive oil, and allows moderate consumption of fish, dairy, and red wine. It contains various compounds that boost athletic performance. But the news this week week, published in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition, is that sticking to a mainly plant-based Mediterranean diet could do wonders for our ability to exercise. Sticking to the Mediterranean diet for just four days, it's enough to boost exercise performance. Many of the foods of the Mediterranean diet contain antioxidants and nitrates and have anti-inflammatory and alkalizing properties. It's amazing, isn't it? Most of the time you hear if you stay on a certain diet regimen, you know, and you wait a couple of months, you'll notice a difference. This is a bump in athletic performance in four days on the Mediterranean. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Four days. Amazing. Also, research now on inactive ingredients that we find in many of our medications and problems they can cause. Science translational medicine this week. 90% of medications have ingredients that improve taste, prolong shelf life, improve absorption, or make the drug tamper-proof, but can also cause allergic reactions. About This is amazing. About 75% of most pills are taken up by inactive ingredients, and only 25% is taken up by the actual drug. These inactive ingredients can cause allergic reactions like hives, difficulty breathing, or gastrointestinal symptoms. So actually, sometimes you're not allergic to the drug. It's these inactive ingredients. They're usually listed on those inserts that are, uh, that are contained in your prescriptions. Let your doctor know about the inactive ingredients that you might be allergic to. I never would have thought of it. Great information. Before you go, Doc, interesting. Uh, we have some news, an update kind of on these recalled blood pressure drugs. Some were worried that they might pose a cancer risk. What do you have? American College of Cardiology this week. Since last summer, drug companies have recalled hundreds of lots of these ARB drugs. That's a group of blood pressure lowering, heart failure medicines. Uh, they've tested and revealed small amounts of cancer-causing chemicals in the tablets. The recall center around generic versions of these angiotensin II receptor-blocking drugs. There's three of them. They're all Sartans, Losartan, Valsartan, and Herbisartan. These three are the ARB drugs for which specific lots have been recalled. These drugs, they're commonly used, again, for high blood pressure and heart failure. The trace amounts of the carcinogens but being found in these drugs do not appear to pose an immediate cancer risk, according to the FDA. And there are plenty of other medications on the market to help keep your blood pressure under control. I've been getting many calls about this. Talk to your doctor about transitioning to an alternative drug. Just don't stop it. But I personally have been recommending to my patients the generic ARB Candesartan. It's brand Atacan, but Candesartan, I think, is a very good generic substitute. If you've been on any of these, Losartan, Valsartan, or Herbisartan, and it's not all of them, it's specific lots. Talk to your pharmacist. They know the lots that are affected, and don't panic. I think this is going to have minimal loss long-term effect. Boy, that's terrific. And uh, if it's endorsed by you, Doc, 
I, I think there's nobody out there listening who could possibly go wrong with following up just as you say. We thank you so much. Dr. Kronhaus, my doctor from Lake Cardiology with the weekly house call. Headlines right now. We told you about the FAA by order of President Trump grounding those Boeing 737 MAX jets. It's going to be felt at OIA here locally. MAX 8s and MAX 9 planes fly in and out of Orlando International nearly 400 times a month. total of six airlines operate those planes now grounded out of Orlando. Southwest American United, the Brazilian airline GOL, WestJet, and Air Canada. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning here in Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. You smell that? Just fresh breath? What am I smelling? No, that's a tax hike coming in Orange County. Oh, no. (laughs) Man. Boy, does that stink. Put the lid on that. Mayor Jerry Demings was talking to the Orange County Commission. We got into this earlier here, and this was an I told you so from the Bud Man because I could smell this coming. As soon as we figured out that the Lynx bus system was $21 million in the hole, and we know that, um, uh, that um, SunRail, the commuter line, is not paying its way, and uh, the municipalities along the line are going to have to take over the operating uh, costs of that when uh, the state fails out in 2021. Orange County Mayor uh, Jerry Demings, uh, he was talking this week, not about a property tax hike, but we may need a sales tax hike in order to bail out these transportation systems and maybe for roads, I don't know what. He hasn't committed to it, but uh, you heard about it here. Watch for it. It could well be coming. Well, Alan, that's it for you and me on the 50,000-watt front porch till tomorrow. But Yaffe, you're going to be working this evening and Melissa far into the night. Quickly. Yep, I'll be on 5 to 6 p.m. I'm on at 9 with Connections. We're talking about God's plan. And Yaffe's show on the way home is PM Orlando. Don't miss it. And Melissa in prime time. Been a great show, and thanks for being such a big part of it. Have a wonderful day from all of us. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.